You're listening to the Reconciling Hope Podcast, where the leadership team of Gospel Hope Church discusses how the Bible transforms our beliefs, actions, and impacts our relationship with God and with others. Well, hey, good morning, Gospel Hope, and welcome back to another um, episode of the Reconciling Hope Podcast. As you know, um, we have been trying to provide this as a great opportunity to further distill the messages we preach or teach on Sunday morning. So um, if you, you're receiving this or you're viewing this uh, and you haven't listened to the message yet, I would encourage you to do so. This isn't like message light. This is just an opportunity to further process that. And uh, we just uh, would love to have you participation in either our virtual or our in-person services um, if you really like what you hear. So today um, we're going to be discussing a message that uh, Pastor Ryan um, uh, shared with us on this past Sunday, yesterday, uh, wrapping up a three-part series entitled Reasons for the Season. It's plural for a reason because we believe that there's more than one reason for the season, and uh, but it all centers around the great work uh, of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, Ryan, thank you for um, yesterday's message. And I want to just kind of uh, engage you around a couple of ideas that you shared in the message. And uh, one of the first and foremost uh, statements that I really want to hear you interact with is this um, this idea that sheep um, flourish uh, under a shepherd. Like, People need to be shepherded. People need to be led. They need to be under someone's care. And one of the, my antennas go up when I say, well, man, doesn't that fly in the face of one of the, the more, you know, prevalent cultural narratives, if you will, be your own boss, um, you know, pursuing, you know, just kind of being yourself, flying solo. There's just a lot of that ideology that is at work and not necessarily all negative or bad but there is this general sense that for most of us as americans the idea of being self-sufficient is the highest call of the day not necessarily pursuing the leadership and care of another person can you speak into that yeah um so you know the bible employs um a couple of metaphors like very frequently about the people of god one of them would be um, like in John 10 that we were looking at yesterday, that God's people are sheep. Um, another mm. one would be that God is our father and we are his children. And, and, and I think one of the primary thrust of those word pictures, as it were, is that both sheep and children are dependent. You know, sheep are dependent on their shepherd and children are, are dependent on their parents. Um, and that's okay. That's the, just the nature of being a sheep. That's the nature of being a child. And so I think as creatures, ones who are created by God, um, who live in this world, we just need to embrace the reality that we were never made to be ultimately self-sufficient. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with being your own boss or being an entrepreneur or you know, kind of carving out your own path in life. I think that's good and right. As long as you're saying, even though I might not have like a human authority above me in my employment or what have you, but there is a divine authority and I actually flourish. I am made to live under the authority of God. You know, when we get this idea in our, in our mind that being free from authority, 
free from all authority, including God's, is in our best interests, we've actually undermined our very nature. We were made by God to depend on him. That's just part of who we are as human beings. He is the creator. We are the creatures. He is the father. We are the children. He is the shepherd. We are the sheep. So uh, I, I don't think there should ever be a um, an aspiration in our heart to be like, man, if I could just be independent or sufficient from God, um, th- that that then things would be great. No, that's not how you were created to. Just just as my you know two year old Lila, it would be foolhardy for her to be like, man, if I could just break free from my parents authority and live on my own well she would end up dead like because she's a child and she needs her parents in the same way um we're the creature and we need the creator uh Mm. to take care of us i'm always struck with as you were talking i'm always struck by kind of the the obvious analogy it's not even an analogy it's just a similar precept of how desperately we need community like what is the highest level of punishment shy of the death penalty that can be imposed on any prisoner? It's solitary confinement. It's totally and completely cut off from community. Mm-hmm. And that person literally loses their mind right. uh, because and, and they lose sanity because we are created to be in community. And I wonder kind of what represents that same pure cultural illustration of that for the need to be under someone's care. And I think it was an image that you showed during the service if anybody uh, has a chance to to look at that and, and see that visual, but um, it was of a sheep that had been out by itself um, mm-hmm. and totally uncared for to his own peril. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. allowed to exist and he was grossly unshaved, probably overweight. Uh, and, but he was, that was just his natural state apart from a shepherd. I thought that was a beautiful illustration. So for anybody who didn't get that visual, um, I don't know, is there a place that they can go Google that and and see that sheep image? Yeah. I think if you just Google like Shrek the sheep, uh, you'll you'll find it. Yeah. 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 Uh, You know, another, another idea I thought of is is even like human government and, you Mm -hmm. know, no country has a perfect government. I mean, that's for sure. We're, we're well mm-hmm. aware of that in America, that our government is not perfect. But um, just, just think of a country with no government. Like anarchy is not mm-hmm. better. <laughs> I mean, if you've yeah. ever seen an area where there is anarchy. So sometimes we have this idea that authority in and of itself is bad. No, bad yeah. authority is bad. Right. Bad authority <laughs> is a blessing to those yeah. who are under it. And God obviously is a good authority. And so yeah. we flourish when we follow his leadership, when we submit to his care in our lives. Yeah, yeah, maybe a great lesson in uh, studying a failed state and countries that have just plummeted without proper government would be a, yeah. a great example of being able to see that for the for the secular mind, it has, a, has difficulty grappling with, I have a need for authority in my life, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's awesome. Um, so a second. So also during the message, you unpacked for us kind of four principles that really mark why we should not even prefer, but just pursue um, this shepherding relationship or embrace our shepherding relationship. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I've got them here in my notes. 
um, provision, protection, uh, proximity, and partnership. So provision, obviously the shepherd provides for his sheep. Protection, we know what that means. Proximity, this idea of closeness with him, which has its own uh, provision uh, of certain things. Um, and in partnership, how we are one, we are not a solo sheep, right? We are partnered with the other sheep and with the shepherd. So of those four precepts that we need to really embrace when it comes to the shepherding of, of the Lord, um, do which of those do you feel is the most uh, difficult for us to embrace? Yeah, I, I don't know about broadly, but I think sometimes for me personally, I think it's the idea of proximity. Like, mm. I mean, I'll just be transparent here. Sometimes it's very easy for me to reduce God to a set of truth statements. Um, mm. Like God is this, God is this, God is this, God is this. And those are all accurate and right. And, you know, I try to be very careful in my theology and say, hey, make sure it's in keeping with the scripture. And all the while forgetting that, you know, God's not just a set of facts. He's a person who has mm. a deep and personal relationship with me. You know, he knows me and, and he wants me to know him um, intimately. Yeah. And so I think personally, that's, that's something that um, I, I sometimes struggle with or need to remind myself that I just don't need to know facts about God or know about God in general. I need to know him intimately and experientially and remember that he really um, he's not aloof, you know, he really right. cares about the unique trials that are in my life. In fact, he cares about them more than I care about them. And I mean, that that's, he knows his sheep and the sheep follow his voice. I mean, this, just this beautiful picture of the personal care that the shepherd offers. Yeah. You made another statement during the message that Jesus Christ came to uh, what well, you could maybe express it better. He came to, oh no, he came to protect us from the illusion of the abundant life in order to give us real life. What is this illusion of the abundant life that you refer to? Yeah, the, the statement is slightly tweaked. It's to protect us from the illusion of abundant life to give us the real thing. Um, give us in real other words, thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, Christ wants us to have abundant life. Mm -hmm. um, he died to make that a possibility. He, he died so that his sheep could not just survive, but thrive, as it were. Okay. And, um, you know, only through a relationship with him can we see that abundant life is found in Christ alone, um, not in all the trinkets of the world. And so yeah. I, I, th I think it's really easy for us to kind of look at, at this world, look out at what's going on and say, hey, abundant life is found in, you know, success in, in business or in my career. It's found in having a, you know, my, the, the American dream of a, a family and a white picket fence, two and a half kids and a dog or whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's found in being, um, an influencer or likes and shares, you know, people really appreciating or wanting to hear from my opinion. It's, it's found in, um, you know, my, 
my social media platforms and really being thought of and esteemed like all of these things we think abundant life is found in that but as solomon says you know you can go after everything in the world and at the end of the day you'll find it's a chasing of the wind like it will leave you not fully satisfied and so jesus died on the cross rose again so that his sheep could have real abundant life which is found in by counterintuitively trusting in his sacrifice and then submitting to his leadership you know it goes mm -hmm. against exactly what you were saying earlier like we as americans value this idea of self-sufficiency and um and in its proper place that's well and good but ultimately abundant life is by is by is found by knowing and being known by the savior mm -hmm. no, that's good stuff that's good stuff so so as always you know as we as we're teaching thinking and preaching we're always kind of bucketing things in the three major you know relationships that that are a part of our missional you know focus which is you know we want to make disciples who are growing in the gospel so and they're vertically in a relationship with the lord um as a family so growing together um one and then uh um so grow, yeah a while on mission and so this growing in our relationship with the world which of those three relationships uh was foremost in your mind while you were uh framing this yeah i think it was primarily in their relationship in our relationship with the lord you know we are the sheep and he is the shepherd mm -hmm. and the implication is also how we engage with the world um and i don't mean the world like on mission right now i mean in in the allurements of the world as it were mm -hmm. so rather than um being deceived into buying this false narrative of the abundant life we need to look to our shepherd and say no following his leadership is where i really can embrace the abundant life that he's laid out for me nice so and then of course you know we want to be a church that displays a reconciling hope of the gospel mm -hmm. where did we see that in yesterday's message yeah, I think it's there towards the end, particularly under the, the point of partnership where, you know, Jesus says as a good shepherd, I have other sheep that are not of this pen uh, and I must go bring them so that they will be one flock and one shepherd. There's the idea of reconciliation right there. And what, mm. what the Lord is saying is, hey, no matter where your starting point, um, if you trust in me, I, I'm going to bring you into my flock um and there in that context of john he was talking about kind of this not my jewish pen but my gentile pen as well and i'm going to bring them all together and i will be the shepherd of people from all the nations of the world and so i think that's again a beautiful reminder that man yeah. it, it doesn't matter your ethnicity or your history or your background or you know whether you're trusted in jesus as a child or whether you grew up in the church or not grew up in the church or wherever you started if you like feel your, like your life is a mess if you come to the shepherd you become part of his flock with all of these other people so there is yeah. this vertical reconciliation christ becomes your shepherd and these other tr followers of jesus become fellow members of the flock with you yeah and that would have been 
that would have been, I was going to say explosive for Jesus' first audience. Mm-hmm. For them to think that Jesus was also considering himself to be a shepherd over Gentiles as well as them, which means they are also sheep. You're putting us on equal footing. Right. Um, I think a beautiful uh, ancient Near Eastern illustration of the reconciling hope of the gospel mm-hmm. that our predecessors in the faith um, wouldn't have fully appreciated until it was a done deal. Um, so, no, great stuff. Love it. Well, hey, um, you know, unless, uh, Ryan, you want to really kind of polish up a few of the other ideas that were discussed on Sunday, I, I think that that really helps us. It gets us there. Uh, you shared this also as a nice kind of punctuation mark, if you will, on the year of 2020, you know, as we kind of roll forward and start thinking about New Year's resolutions, what better place to start than to adopt um, some new levels of appreciation and dependency on the Lord as a shepherd. I would trust that all of our New Year's resolutions in some way are anchored in our understanding of who Jesus is, the work that he came to do, the fact that he's our shepherd, we are his sheep, and none, none of them are orphan um, aspirations uh, mm-hmm. so that we don't get caught up in the illusion of the abundant life, you know, you know, shedding a few pounds alone just for aesthetic reasons or, I don't know, getting my checkbook together for a change. Who knows you know, the, the merry-go-round of, um, of uh, um, New Year's resolutions that we adopt. Um, mm-hmm. I would trust that for us as the church um, that we would do those things because they're good and right, I think is the phrase, uh, you know, de jour. But at the mm-hmm. same time, what are they anchoring so that they're truly uh, expressions of the abundant life and not just these orphan ambitions that don't mm-hmm. really give life. Right. So, yeah, man. Well, well, thank you, brother, once again. Looking forward to kicking off the new year with you. We've got some um, new stuff coming, um, but uh, uh, still ringing that gospel bell. And so looking forward to that, as well as our Eclip online class coming up, Habits That mm-hmm. um, Help Us Grow, mm-hmm. uh, for um, you know, starting was January the 6th. Um, is that it? Yeah, January yep. the 6th and, and the sub and two subsequent Wednesdays. And then of course we got a week of prayer, prayer week coming up, um, which uh, we don't want to miss both in person and virtual. We want to kick our year off right. Um, so um I'm looking forward to 2021, all that the Lord um desires to do in the life of our body and how he would use us in the world. So Amen. Well, well appreciate you, Rod. Listen, appreciate you too. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Reconciling Hope podcast. Be sure to subscribe for future content on podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Gospel Hope Church is located in Atlanta, Georgia, with the mission of making disciples who are growing in the gospel as a family while on mission. If you're interested in learning more, tune into our Facebook Live services Sundays at 11 a.m. or check out gospelhopechurch.com.